Philippians chapter 1. If you would please stand with us for the reading of the Word of God. And I want to read seven verses and then we'll pray and get right into the message. Chapter 1 and verse 1, Paul and Timotheus, or Timotheus, Paul and Timothy, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons, grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Always, in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you all are partakers of my grace. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. And God, we ask you tonight that you would help us as we look into the Scriptures together, Lord, to rightly divide the word of truth, and Father, to receive with meekness the engrafted word. Open thou mine eyes, that I might behold wondrous things out of thy law. We ask you, Lord, that you would do what we could never do, that you would write upon our hearts, the tables of our hearts, the truths, the principles of your word. We pray for that tonight, believing that it's your will and trusting you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak tonight for a little bit on a very, I think, important subject, a simple subject, and that is the church missionary relationship. The church missionary relationship. I want to talk about Paul's relationship with this church and this church's relationship with Paul. The letter, the epistle of Paul the Apostle to the Philippians. Philippi is a city of Macedonia. And Paul visited Philippi uh, on his second missionary journey. We just studied about this on a Wednesday night recently. How that... uh, Lydia was converted, how Paul went down to the river, him and his company there, Timothy and those who were with him, um, and they were down there having a prayer meeting on the Sabbath day, and Lydia was converted and baptized. We also read in uh, Acts chapter 16 about this passage when this happened, what we're talking about tonight, that Paul and Silas were beaten with many stripes. And then they were cast into jail, the 16th chapter of the book of Acts. But the jailer got saved. Then his family got saved. All of them were baptized. And a church was established. That's where this letter is written to. The letter to the Philippians was written to that church that Paul 
help to get started in his second missionary journey. And if you look at the, if you just look at the text we just read, it says uh, there in verse seven, he says, "Inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, he wrote this from Rome, where he was sitting in a prison. He wrote this epistle to the Philippian church from a Roman prison." And so here we have this communication from a church planter, a missionary who started this church with God's help, writing to the church, and in it we can, we can see, we can understand the relationship they had together. And so here's what I'd like to ask us to do tonight for the next little bit, is think about this relationship as God lays it out in the Bible, you know, uh, when I came to know the Lord, I was in a Baptist church, but it was a denominational church. It belonged to an, a convention, and we, we gave money uh, to the convention, and the convention had missionaries. They supported missionaries. We never knew those missionaries. We never had them in our church. We didn't have a relationship with them. Can you relate to that? Can you relate with that? We, that's the way it was. And Betty remembers that life. And uh, that's in a way, that's the work of missions, but it's not the Bible way. We know our missionaries. We know them by name. We have a relationship with them. And that's the way God intended for it to be. And that's what we read about in the Bible. So you might think, well, I just, I don't think it's that important. Well, that may be the way we think, but what does God say? And I, I think, the, and we see here, laid out before us in plain uh, black and white here on the pages of Scripture, what it looks like. Paul loved this church. Look in Philippians uh, chapter 2 and verse 12. Philippians 2, 12. He's writing to them and he says, Wherefore, and I have these next two words underlined in my Bible, my beloved. And above that I have the word written affection. He loved these people. The missionary loved these people. This is a term of endearment. This is not just saying... I know what country you're in. Hope you're no. He loved these people, and he cared about this church. Now listen, we love our family. My wife and I, we love our family, and we love friends. We have friends. Believe it or not, we have friends, and we love the family of God. We love this church. We love the people in this church, but we also love many servants of the Lord that we labor with in the things of God. And Paul loved this church. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 1, it says this. Look at this with me, please. Philippians 4, 1. Therefore, my beloved, my dearly, excuse me. Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord. And he says it again. My dearly beloved. It's kind of mushy, isn't it? I mean, two times in one verse, he says, my dearly beloved. And, uh, but he cared for these people. Now, Paul was not a member of this church. Paul was a member of the church at Antioch in the nation of Syria. This is in the region of Macedonia. But he loved them. And that love was reciprocated. They loved him in return. And Paul used this language. We read it a moment ago in Philippians chapter 1 there, if you look there, to describe this relationship. He says in verse 5, For your fellowship in the gospel. 
they had this relationship that he called, this is a biblical term. I use this term sometimes in talking about the relationship we have with other churches, the relationship we have with other pastors. It's a biblical term. Our fellowship in the gospel. The word fellowship means partnership. It means sharing together. There's a partnership between the missionaries and the churches. I want us to really really try to write that in our minds and our hearts tonight. It's an interesting word in verse 7 where he says, in the last part of verse 7, Ye all are partakers of my grace. Partakers. Partakes, to partake of something means you participate in it. You engage in it. Churches and missionaries are working together. Working in tandem. It's not just us working here and them working there. It's us being a link to each other, fellowshipping together, and the greatest work in the world, and that is taking the gospel around the world. The Varghese family, as uh, Brother Sam was saying uh, tonight, Brother Varghese have been longtime members of the Central Baptist Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. They love their church, and their church loves them, but we also love them. We have affection for them. They're not just our missionaries. They're a part of our, our ministry. They're a part of what we do. We work together. Do you understand what I'm saying tonight? That's, what, that's, what, that's the Bible way. That's why it's important that we get to know our missionaries. Maybe not know all of them the same way, but we get to know them. We know who they are. We, we try to get to know, know them better. We try to be better acquainted. Why? Because we are partners. And if you ever, I don't know if anybody here has ever been in a business relationship where you were a partner with someone, but you have a keen interest in that partner. Because what your success depends on not only what you do, but what your partner does about them and their activity and their needs. These missionaries, we are partners with. I'm not, I haven't been to India. Right? And I'm not saying I'd never go to India, but I've never been to India. But I have a partner. We have a partner that's in India, has been in India for 45 years. And so this is the way we ought to look at it. And that's really what, all I want to really talk about tonight is the relationship we have with missionaries. These, these are strong relationships. Sometimes for various reasons, we've had to uh, change a relationship with a missionary. And that's been painful for me. Sometimes it's because of something that's gone amiss, something that's gone wrong in their life, or their relation, their church has gone the wrong direction, whatever. And that's not an easy thing to do. You know why? Because we have a relationship. These are biblical and important relationships. And this is not just, teenager, please hear me, that's not just for old people. This is for all people. You know, I can, I can send a greeting to a missionary in a foreign country and tell them that we're praying for them. I've communicated with several of them today. Some of them have young people, teenagers and children. But you know who, you know who would be a great help to their children? is for somebody, some teenager, young person in this church to take an interest in them. And say, 
and write them occasionally an email and just say, hey, how are things going there? We prayed for you today. I'm just telling you, it's building relationships. And I've, I've mentioned this already once or twice or more times, but really, I, I really appreciated Brother Justin Hoke's Sunday school message this morning. But especially, I want to just mention the part he talked about, about teaching our children. Teaching our children. For us as parents, to teach our children about missionaries and who those missionaries are and the kind of work they're doing. It's not just my job as the pastor to do this. It's all of our jobs to teach and train our families about this great work of missions. It's a partnership where responsibilities are important. And as a, as a member of this church, or those of you who are attending church here, those of you who are guests, I want, from our passage tonight, I want to just mention things that are clearly brought out in this book, and I don't look at all of it, that make up various components of this relationship. And the first one is found in Philippians 1 and verse 19 where Paul writes to them and says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul writes to them, and he says, This is what I'm counting on to get me through. Jesus Christ and your prayers. Who does he say that to? He says it to the church. I'm counting on your prayers. The first and one of the most important aspects of this relationship is praying for one another. Us praying for the missionaries. This is the missionary praying for the church. And I have, I, it's not unusual for me to get a text or a note or email from a missionary somewhere in the world just saying, Pastor Smith, I'm praying for you today. And, I, and that's a good thing. I mean, I thank God for people praying for our church. In, in uh, Philippians chapter 1 there in verse 4, he says, Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. He writes, Paul writes to them, he writes to them from a prison cell and said, I'm praying for your church. I'm praying for you. Pray, Paul prayed for the churches. And the churches prayed for the missionaries. You know, if you have this little booklet that we gave out this morning or tonight, one of the, on one of the pages it has a list of the missionaries that we're supporting. And one of the reasons we put those in there is to help you be familiar with them. Keep this. Remember, remember them. Get to know them by name. And pray for them. The reason, we have, the reason we have a missionary of the week is to urge people to pray every day for one missionary in particular. And we'll hear more about that in the next few nights. One of the things that we're going to introduce over the course of this week is something new, which is like adopt a missionary. In other words, a family. Say, my family would take a, a single missionary. This would be an addition to the addition to the missionary of the week. But we'll have one missionary family that we we my family. We'll take on that family to get to know them and communicate with them and pray for them for a longer period of time and develop a closer relationship with them. Send an email. What can we pray with you about? 
and ask them, could you pray with us about this? And over the course of weeks and months, we'll build a closer relationship with those missionaries. We want to try try to facilitate that. We want to try to help us do that. We can have good intentions, but if we don't work at it, we'll be at the same place next year and the year after that and the year after that. And so the prayer made up a big part of their relationship. The second thing is not just prayer, but they communicated with each other. Paul, the missionary, wrote the churches, and the churches wrote him. You read in sometimes in the epistles, Paul will refer to letters he received from churches. And we know he wrote the churches, because right here we have a letter from them. And there are many of them in the Bible, First and Second Thessalonians. First and Second Corinthians, these are epistles, letters Paul wrote to the churches, communicating with the churches, talking about the progress, talking about the challenges. And then another form of communication is missionaries reporting to the churches in Acts chapter 14. Paul and Barnabas, they went and, and went before the church, just like we had a missionary standing here tonight reporting to the church. The missionaries of the New Testament reported to the churches. There's communication between them. And another another thing that um, form of communication was when someone from a church goes to the mission field to visit those missionaries, talk with them. And most of you know this, some of you wouldn't. But uh, a couple of times over the last several months, our teenagers have set up shop down in the church office and um, they've communicated with dozens of missionaries and did it on video chatting and, and WhatsApp. I don't know what all they use to communicate with them. It's an app that we use to talk to missionaries. And I'm telling you, it means a lot to those missionaries that somebody would just call them and talk to them and see how, how things are in their world. Wasn't it encouraging today to see Bruce and Ann and their family up on the big big screen and talk to them and communicate with them. I'm telling you, we, can, we ought to do this. We can't do this every day of our life, but we ought to do it some. We communicate with them. And you could send them a text or send them an email or Facebook Messenger or, or like I said, this app, WhatsApp that we started using before we went to Africa, which today I have that, I have that app on my phone. I called Brother Moore, just like I was calling you on the phone, and we had a conversation. It's a free app, and, and there's no charge for it. You can call internationally with it. It's a, it's a nice tool. But I'm just saying, these are things we can do to communicate. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. The missionary and the church has prayed for each other. It's in the Bible. And they communicated with each other. And of course, the third part of that partnership and that missionary relationship is financially supporting missionaries. And if you look in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 15, Paul specifically referred to this. In Philippians 4.15, he says this, in his, in his letter to the, churches, to the church there in Philippi, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia... Philippi is in Macedonia. It's a chief city of Macedonia. But Paul says, When I departed from Macedonia, when I left your region, no church communicated with me 
as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. There, here's a, here again, he's referring to their partnership and the fact that they were investing financially. The word communicated there means sharing. It means partnership. And again, Philippi is not even in the same place Paul is from. Paul is from Syria and the city of Antioch. But this is, this is what we call grace giving. It's what the Bible calls it in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, chapter 9. It's not, it's not your normal tithes and offering to your local assembly that's taught in the Bible, but it's, but it's something above that, a, a faith offering for a special project outside of just the local ministry. And this is what they were doing. They were giving him love offerings. The church was. Isn't that exciting? And he, thanked the God, and he was thankful. Paul was thankful for that. This is the church missionary relationship. It's praying, it's communicating, and it's financially supporting. And we have a lot of friends that are friends, true friends of ours that are in mission works. We don't, we're not able to financially support all of them. And we pray for them and we communicate with them. But financial support is a part of it. And then the last thing is Philippians 4. Right where you're looking. And this is a special, meaningful aspect of this partnership. In Philippians 4.17, Paul says, Not because I desire a gift. It's not because I want your money. It's not because I'm begging for your help. But I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now, any way you look at this, any way you read this, there's only one, one conclusion you can come to. And that is this. Paul says, whatever rewards that I get for whatever I've done, you're going to share in those rewards. It'll be fruit to your account. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine the fact that I mean, it is a great plan God has. It's a wonderful plan. It's His plan. We, we partner together. We pray for each other. We communicate with each other. We encourage each other. We support each other. or We support them financially. But we have shared rewards. The church in Philippi would be rewarded with Paul for the work God was doing through him. Now, this is, this is really, really hard to wrap your mind around. But Paul, God used Paul to evangelize and start churches in this region of Macedonia and Achaia, which is now like where Corinth and Athens is, in Asia, in Syria, and other regions. And those churches... He started, helped start. Those churches started churches, started churches. And we can't trace this back. But the truth is, this church, this church was somehow the result of those first missionary outreaches, evangelism, and church plants. Right? That's true. You say, how do you trace? You can't trace it. We don't have to trace it. I'm just telling you, it's so though. So there's a sense in which these people who supported his ministry will one day be rewarded for what's happening 
in our church through our missions are. Is that right or wrong? It's fruit to your account. You can't figure all that up. And you say, well, how do you know? You don't know. We, we just heard a song about this today or someone said this, something about this in a song. We won't know until it's all over with. But they were partners. See? Okay, let's break it down a little closer. We're part, we've partnered with the Varghese family for a couple of decades. Whatever the Lord has used them to do, those, those are rewards to it. My wife and I have never been to India, but we've invested in their ministry through our Faith Promise program. And those rewards will be added to our account. That's, that's what the Bible teaches. You know, we prayed several times today for an outreach in Prague, Czech Republic, where the Reddick family that we love and have supported for years, they're laboring there. And we've never been to the Czech Republic, but we've prayed numerous times for that meeting. And even today, I communicated with the Reddick family. And... For years, this church has given to them, and we've given to them through our church. Whatever happens over there, we're not, we're not there, but whatever happens over there, that's fruit to our account. It's a hard, that's hard to beat a deal like that. And so today, this day, in, in numerous countries on the African continent, in South America, in Mexico, in Canada and the Middle East, and the Far East, and Europe, and the United Kingdom, and other places, in addition to all that. The gospel was preached today, and people are being saved, and discipled, and churches are being started, and we're not there in flesh, physically, but we're, we're partners with these people. And that's fruit to our account. That's an amazing thing, isn't it? It's really remarkable. We are partners in all these places. We're partners. And you know what? We want to be partners in many other places. And how do we do that? Because we pray for these families, because we communicate with them, because we support them financially, and we will be rewarded together. And I know, you know, some people probably think, well, that don't really matter to me. Well, God put it in the Bible because I think it should matter to us, right? Amen. I'm glad we can support missions. My wife and I'm talking. I'm glad we can give to the work of missions through our church. It's God's way. It's the Bible way. So, one of my goals, one of my objectives this week is that God would encourage us and strengthen us and instruct us and remind us about the importance of the relationship that churches have with missionaries and missionaries have with churches. Not just the pastor, having, it's the churches having relationships. Amen? Praying for them. Communicating with them. Giving toward their ministries. Expanding our involvement and rejoicing that they, we, will, we will participate in the work with them and we will be rewarded for our part in that work. Amen.